Welcome to this common sacred space. Common because we are all welcome. Sacred because here we transform the ordinary and attend to the profound. We carry with us our regrets and our doubts, our fears, our stories and our laughter. May they inspire and enrich our time of worship. And may we each meet what we most need to find on this ordinary day, in this common sacred space. These opening words by Amy Mackenzie Quinn welcome all those who have gathered here for our morning service. Welcome to those of you here in person at Essex Church and to those joining us via Zoom from far and wide. If you don't know me, my name is Jane Blackall. I'm minister with Kensington Unitarians. I'm glad you made it here today. This morning's service is titled Ordinary Time. In the more traditional churches, this is a term which refers to Sundays which aren't in one of the big church seasons. It's not Christmas, it's not Easter, it's not Advent, it's not quite Lent. It's the none of the above of the church year. And I chose this theme for today because I wanted to acknowledge that it's the morning after the night before. Yesterday we had the big occasion of our induction service and now we're back to normality, whatever that means. So this service is a celebration of the ordinary, the miracle of the ordinary. And later on in the service, the bit where there'd usually be a sermon, there'll be an invitation for you to share your reflections on the joys of the ordinary and the mundane side of life. And don't worry, it's an invitation, not an obligation, but I would love to hear your insights on the theme. Before we go any further though, let's take a moment to get settled and centered and ready to worship. It has been a big weekend with lots of hubbub and excitement. And now we find ourselves back at Sunday morning, we can come back to our regular rhythm once again. It's an hour when we can catch up with ourselves, be grounded and present. So let's just breathe for a moment. Be here now in this beloved community as we attend to what matters most in life. And let's light our chalice flame as we do each time we gather. It's a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over, and which reminds us of the proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part. May the flame of this chalice, the symbol of our faith, connect us to all who have come before us, all who are part of our community today, and all who are yet to come into being. May it serve as a reminder of our unity, our connection across all time and all space. Time to sing. Our first hymn today is a lovely old-fashioned one, number 146 in the Green Hymn Books, True Simplicity. Uh, for those joining via Zoom, the words will be on screen as usual. Feel free to stand or sit as you prefer and sing up as best you can.
So let's take our joys and concerns, both spoken and unspoken, into a time of prayer and reflection now. This prayer is based on some words by Tamara Labak. You might want to adjust your position to get more comfortable, put down anything you don't need to be holding, close your eyes or soften your gaze. Perhaps there's a posture that helps you to feel more settled and centred. Whatever helps you get into the right state of body and mind for us to pray together, to be fully present in this sacred time and space with ourselves, each other, and that which lies within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being, we turn our attention to you, the light within and without, as we tune into the depths of this life and the greater wisdom to which and through which we are all intimately connected. Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and the stillness at the very centre of our being. We gather this day to be reminded of the sacred in the ordinary. Holy moments of waking again to a fresh new day. The feel of the earth under our feet. The sun and the breeze on our skin. The joy of being welcomed by our fellow travellers and the warmth of this gathered community. Help us this day to be fully present in our living, awake to each breath, attentive to possibility. And remind us that life is taking place in the in-between, in the seasons of lethargy, disappointment and frustration, as well as in our lofty goals and peak experiences. Remind us that the details and the detours craft the path and make it our own. Help us to remember that we did not make this day, but we still have the pleasure to reach out and greet each moment as it unfolds, to embrace it wholeheartedly as though it were an honoured guest who'd come a long way just to see us. In our company this morning and every time we gather, there will be those among our number who are suffering in body, mind or spirit. And we know all too well that there is hardship and struggle and injustice the world over. So let us spend a few moments directing our prayers of loving kindness to all those who suffer this day. In our company this morning and every time we gather, there will be those among our number whose hearts are full and overflowing, uplifted by friends and family, inspired by culture and nature, 
engaged in meaningful work. So let us spend a few moments directing our prayers of gratitude for all that is good in our lives. in our company this morning and every time we gather. There will be those among our number who are just getting by as best they can, stumbling through life's ups and downs and seeking to discern the next step forward. So let us spend a few moments asking for what we most need to face all that life might bring our way. Spirit of life, God of all love, as this time of prayer draws to a close, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness. And we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. And as we look forward now to the coming week, help us to live well each day and be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice, and peace. Amen. Time to sing again. Our next hymn is number 249 in your green book, uh, a great tune, Life's Great Gifts. Again, stand or sit as you prefer, and the words will be up on screen.
This poem by Wendy Cope is titled Being Boring. And it begins with the Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. If you ask me what's new, I have nothing to say, except that the garden is growing. I had a slight cold, but it's better today. I'm content with the way things are going. Yes, he is the same as he usually is, still eating and sleeping and snoring. I get on with my work, he gets on with his. I know this is all very boring. There was drama enough in my turbulent past, tears and passion I've used up a tankful. No news is good news, and long may it last. If nothing much happens, I'm thankful. A happier cabbage you never did see. My vegetable spirits are soaring. If you're after excitement, steer well clear of me. I want to go on being boring. I don't go to parties. Well, what are they for if you don't need to find a new lover? You drink and you listen and drink a bit more and you take the next day to recover. Someone to stay home with was all my desire. And now that I've found a safe mooring, I've just one ambition in life. I aspire to go on and on being boring. <laughs> It's just ordinary life, Julia. <laughs> uh, this poem, A Quiet Life by Baron Wormser, is actually printed on the insert to the order of service for those of you in the church. A Quiet Life by Baron Wormser. What a person desires in life is a properly boiled egg. This isn't as easy as it seems. There must be gas and a stove. The gas requires pipelines, mastered and drills, banks that dispense the lozenge of capital. There must be a pot, the product of mines and furnaces and factories, of dim early mornings and night owl shifts, of women in kerchiefs and men with sweat-soaked hair. Then water. The stuff of clouds and skies and God knows what causes it to happen. There seems always to be too much or too little of it. And more pipelines, meters, pumping stations, towers, tanks. And salt, a miracle of the first order. The ace in any argument for God. Only God could have imagined from nothingness the pang of salt. Political peace too. It should be quiet when one eats an egg. No political hoodlums knocking down doors. No lieutenants who are ticked off at their scheming girlfriends and take it out on you. No dictators posing as tribunes. It should be quiet. So quiet you can hear the chicken. A creature usually mocked as a type of fool a cluck chained to the chore of her body. 
Listen, she is there, pecking at a bit of grain that came from nowhere. Any Morning by William Stafford Just lying on the couch and being happy Only humming a little The quiet sound in the head Trouble is busy elsewhere at the moment It has so much to do in the world People who might judge are mostly asleep. They can't monitor you all the time, and sometimes they forget. When dawn flows over the ridge, you can get up and act busy. Little corners like this, pieces of heaven left lying around can be picked up and saved. People won't even see that you have them. They're so light and easy to hide. Later in the day, you can act like the others. You can shake your head and frown. Thank you, Julia and Brian and Hannah. I could listen to those sort of poems all day. I could feel all the stress draining out of my body. <laughs> so we're moving now into a time of meditation. I'm going to just share a very short quote from the Tao Te Ching for you to ponder. And that quote will take us into three minutes of silence, which will end with the sound of a bell. And then we're going to hear some meditative music from Holly and Andrew. So again, let's get comfortable. You might want to get your feet flat on the floor. You might want to close your eyes. And as I always say, these words, they're an offering. Feel free to use this time to meditate in your own way. Lao Tzu wrote, The simplest pattern is the clearest. Content with an ordinary life, you can show all people the way back to their own true nature. The simplest pattern is the clearest. Content with an ordinary life, you can show all people the way back to their own true nature. So let's take those words from the Tao Te Ching into our time of silence now.
Ordinary Time by Reverend Heather Rian Starr. That's Rian or Ryan, not sure. Didn't, couldn't find that. Um, it has been a long, full, amazing, intense year of celebrations and events in our lives this past year. We got married, went on our honeymoon, left our jobs, had a baby, moved across the country, started a new job, unpacked, celebrated winter holidays, and my partner, Kathy, got ordained. Whew. We are thrilled to now be entering what we'd like to call the year of uneventfulness. I also like to think of these days we've settled, we are settling into as ordinary time. And I love this term. I've been mulling it over for the past week. A friend asked me the other day about life with baby. She asked, does it feel like it's the time is just flying by? My first response was still to recall the first four months, during which I sometimes had days that felt interminable, far from flying by. I remember clearly the days when Robin would only fall asleep during the daytime in my lap, so I just sit in the blue cushioned rocker by the window for hours and hours. I tried not to count the hours because I do believe that a watched pot never boils. And counting the hours until Kathy would get home from work only made the day seem longer. Anyway, those days did not fly by. But now that Robin is seven and a half months, yes, it's starting to fly by. And I appreciate, appreciate the question because it made me realize that yes, I'd be quite happy to freeze frame for a while what our lives are like right now. It feels, dare I say, like we sort of know what we're doing, the three of us, like we all recognize each other and sort of know how to handle each other. Robin is consistently sitting happily and stably by herself and now regularly enjoys playing by herself with something simple like a string or single toy sometimes for as long as 15 or 20 minutes, studying it, mouthing it, passing it from hand to hand, and so on. I call that working on her project. Who knows what she's already picked up from her mamas? We like to work on our projects too. And we certainly have no shortage of projects, does anyone these days? But there is something so absolutely calming about realizing that these are all just the ordinary projects of life. We have lots to do. Laundry, dishes, cleaning up, cooking, prep work for upcoming events and trips, appointments and errands, forms and bills, taxes, and still more unpacking and sorting. But finally, it is ordinary time. These are the tasks of living. We are so lucky to have all that we have, the components of our lives that we could so easily take for granted. Each other, our lively kid, two cantankerous cats, and a home we like in a neighborhood we love, our health, meaningful work, supported families, our eclectic and ever-growing communities of friends. Ordinary time means appreciating what is appreciating all this ordinary, extraordinariness. Well, taxes are due, Lent is nearly upon us, spring is on the way, 
These are all significant dates on the calendar. Your own calendar may have lots of other important dates on it. And at the same time, what I wish for all of us are more uneventful, ordinary days. Days that end with a deep breath of gratitude. Days that end with a sense of simple satisfaction. Life is an ongoing list of things to do, for sure. But as the saying goes, life is what happens to us while we're busy making other plans. May we all savor the life that happens on our ordinary days. Thanks, Julia. So we've got about eight to 10 minutes now to share our own brief reflections and experiences of ordinary time. Um, I invite anyone who wants to, to come up to the mic, actually come up to this mic, this is a better mic. Um, and we'll do it like joys and concerns, except we're gonna mix and mingle in person and online. Um, anyone can chip in, whether you're at home or in the building, whenever you'd like. Just unmute and speak up if you're at home or come up to the lectern if you're here. Um, as always, there's a bit of a balance to be struck. I'm not sure how many people will want to join in and there aren't a lot of us here in the first place. Um, but if you are coming up to speak, bear in mind how long you're speaking for so that if everyone else does want to go, they've got time to do so. Um, just so that you know, by default, this will stay in the recording of the service. So if you want to join in but not be on YouTube, let me know and I'll edit you out this afternoon. And as with everything, it's an invitation and not an obligation. So anything you want to share, tangents are welcome, as I often say, in relation to the pleasures of the ordinary. Gosh. <laughs> um... I live on my own and I spend a lot of time in my kitchen, particularly at the moment because it's the one really warm room. And um, it's a very nice kitchen. And in the um, um, afternoon, if the sunshine, the sunshine comes straight in and I don't need central heating there at all. That's great. But um, ordinary time well that it has a lot to do with the radio actually and not just one radio but two radios and um, my little radio which is the digital one that's tuned either to radio four which is what i listen to a lot of the today program on or it could be um radio three uh, which is classical music, and um, uh, it can be quite challenging. So the other side of the room, uh, it's a ghetto blaster, really. <laughs> my my uh, middle daughter gave it to me because she's a bit more sophisticated now. It, it's pretty good because uh, it will play CDs so I can select what I want or that's permanently to, tuned to classic FM. And, um, well, classic FM, as far as I can tell, is just meant to be sort of charming and soothing 
and occasionally one one uh, um, a person or another who's doing the presenting will be a bit more challenging or talk about um, the music they've selected. But um, by the afternoon, let's say, um, if I don't want to do anything very much, or I could even be using the computer if I've got uh, a task to do, but otherwise I might just be reading or even knitting, and I will have Classic FM on then, because although it's wonderful music, you can just let it flow over you. And just sometimes I just think to myself, I am really happy. And that's a very good ordinary time. Go for it, Sherry. Unmute yourself. So um, I'm, I'm someone who derides ordinary time. I hate the three minutes that I have to take, for example, in our shower every day to wipe down the shower in order to um, avoid it accumulating mold. I hate taking the time to do the dishes. All these things I feel take me away from the things that I love to do, my musical pursuits. Um, and I'm always thinking, oh, I could be you know, playing a piece of music. But this service has really helped me to sing, um, particularly for my husband, the importance of ordinary time. He, he spends a lot of time just relaxing and or in ordinariness. And I'm also often thinking, how can you spend all that time, you know, just kind of sitting around um, doing or doing all the ordinary tasks that I don't want to do. But you see, he's a survivor of the troubles in Northern Ireland. And so for him, this service has shown me that for him, ordinary time is a very precious thing. That time when you're not being bombed, when you're not worried about being harassed by uh, a, a British soldier or not worried about being kidnapped or, you know, getting into all kinds of difficulties. Um, and so this service has really helped me to appreciate how very precious ordinary time is. Thanks, Sherry. So when Jane asked me to read the Being Boring poem, I thought, well, this is me. This poem is me. And I don't know if Jane had planned it that way or not, but um, it felt very familiar to me. Um, but it got me thinking about how, what is ordinary, I guess, is so individual to each of us. Um, and so whereas that felt really much like what I prefer to do, stay in doing puzzles, whatever, um, that might be very different from somebody else's ordinary. And then I was watching a film and I, I saw this moment where these two grown sisters, they stopped into their mother's house for dinner during, no, it was lunch. They stopped in for their mother, at their mother's house for lunch during the week. And I thought, how extraordinary, because I live so far from my family 
the idea of popping in for a lunch or just having an ordinary lunch with your family is so strange to me. Um, but that is probably very ordinary for many people. So I think that, um, yeah, it's made me think about this. And I think perhaps we should all consider a little bit more about what is ordinary for others, because we have a tendency to kind of, um, I don't know, extend our own ideas of what's ordinary. Um, and other people might be going through something very different. Um, so yeah, those are my ponderings. Thank you, Hannah. I do that stupid thing every morning and put on the news. So I came to this service this morning quite stressed and unhappy. And the poems and um, the readings have sort of relaxed me. And then I looked up into our courtyard where David is sweeping up the leaves once again. Um, it's a pretty pointless, mundane job. But the sight of that yellow brush going backwards and forwards and the leaves accumulating added to the pleasure I'd had in the readings and filled me with absolute joy. And that is wonderful. Thanks so much, Patricia. Just as we stand, as I stand here, uh, you probably couldn't hear at home, but there's sirens just gone past in the street. And that always makes me think, well, someone's not having an ordinary day. You know, one of the things I wanted to share is that I try to make Mondays my day off, not always successfully, but a good Monday involves doing the laundry, putting the bins out, maybe, you know, cooking a big pot of food that will see me through the week. But to the point where, you know, I, I actually take pleasure in sorting out the recycling and, and doing the bins on a Monday. I think you don't get much more mundane than that, but that's a sign that I have actually switched off for the day, and I'm really glad of it. Is there anyone else that wants to share, either in person or online? Go for it, Liz. I've just got a new cat, so I'm getting used to the game to having a pet and the fact I don't need an alarm clock anymore because my cat will start meowing at 7.30 in the morning even though she knows she gets fed at 8. So, and, she's, and I don't need the snooze button because if I ignore her, she'll stop for a minute and then 10 minutes later she'll start up again. <laughs> and I say, but having said that, it's just nice. I've forgotten the pleasure of having a cat that you can stroke and that you can watch playing with her ball or just sitting on the thing and just looking at her and thinking how pretty she is. And I've forgotten just how calming and how relaxing it is to have a, have a pet again. Thanks, Liz. Um, it's, just, it's got me thinking about something I've been going through recently about being okay with being an ordinary person and not having to be someone special and the relief of that. Um, I had an audition that I thought had gone really well and I was really excited and I didn't get the job. Um, and actually I was upset for a day and then afterwards I felt this relief and it was like, oh, it's, it's okay. My, and it was just, it's just a reminder that your value isn't in who you are and and it's perfectly valid to be someone ordinary and just go about your mundane life and you know 
and then go back into the ether and no one needs to remember you. It's sort of the opposite of Cleopatra. You know, <laughs> you don't have to be someone that time remembers. It's it's perfectly valid to just be and not be someone. And that's that's very relaxing to me to remember that. Thanks, Lucy. Is there anybody else before we wrap it up? So if everyone wants to, who wanted to speak has spoken. Um, thank you all for your contributions. I'll just wrap up our sharing with one last note of encouragement from the writer Alan Epstein. He wrote, celebrate the ordinary. See the specialness in little things that would normally go by unnoticed. There are an infinite number of moments like this every day. The only difference between the ordinary and the extraordinary is your perception. If you find yourself constantly disappointed by life, in a perpetual state of irritation and frustration, if people and situations don't measure up to your standards, start looking at life one moment at a time. See the value, the beauty and the love that exist whenever you stop what you're doing and tell yourself that each moment is a kind of hologram, that all you ever need to know about love, all the love that exists and will ever exist is present here and now. Wise words. Amen. Time for one last hymn. It's on your hymn sheet. All of life is filled with wonder. I think the words are new to us, but it is a very, very familiar tune. So let's sing up in celebration of the ordinary.
just a few announcements then. Thanks to Ramona for tech hosting. Thanks to Sherry for co-hosting and welcoming everyone online. Thanks to all our readers and to everyone who contributed to the sharing. Thanks to Holly and Andrew for playing and Benji for supporting our singing. Liz has already gone out to put the coffee on. Thanks to her and thanks to Julia for greeting. For those of you who are here in person, we've still got a lot of cake to eat. So please, please help to eat the cake. Take cake away. It's the, it's the full of it. The fridge is full of it. Sorry, people at home. I, I've got to stop rubbing this in. <laughs> we've got various small group activities going on during the week. Tonight, we've got the first session of our new Better World book club. That's online. We'll be looking at A Hidden Wholeness by Parker J. Palmer. Probably a bit late to read that one if you haven't already. But if you want to know more about the group, uh, the choices for the coming months are on a flyer in the foyer, I think. Uh, Sonia will be here with her Nia class on Friday at half 12. And our online contemplative spiritual gathering, Heart and Soul, is uh, on Friday night at 7 o'clock. Great way to get to know people more deeply. And the theme is repetition. Sign up with me if you want to know about that. Next Sunday, we've got many voices uh, meeting here after the service. That's a long-running LGBTQIA singing group. Allies are also exceedingly welcome, and congregation members can now go for free. Uh, that's led by Gaynor and Tatty. Gaynor was here yesterday. She's a, a regular at Heart and Soul and an all-round good egg, so it'd be great if we could support that. And the following Wednesday, the poetry group will be back, so have a word with Brian if you want to know more. Next Sunday, we'll be back here for a service, as usual, at 11 o'clock. I have absolutely no idea what it's about. I haven't thought that far ahead. We'll find out. Details of all of our activities are printed on the back of the order of service. They're also in the Friday email. Um, the congregation very much has a life beyond Sunday mornings. We encourage you to keep in touch, look out for each other, and nurture supportive connections. So just time for our closing words and our closing music. In the words, music, and quietness of this hour's worship, we have found connection with each other, with the source of hope at our own being's core, and with the great mystery from whom all being flows. So in the week to come, as we return to our daily lives, may we remember this precious sense of connectedness and know that we leave this sacred place with an inner light, a light to bless and guide us through whatever the coming week may bring, and through all the unknown gifts and challenges of the week to come. Go in peace. Amen.